So I think that's going to be a cool project. But that's what you've been seeing. Yeah, okay. Is that work. Um, but we're busy. Think, things are good. And, and uh, we, at the council meeting, we gave out a lot of projects. I'm sure we'll talk about those. It was all ARPA projects. And uh, much more is on the way. Okay. Speaking of City Park, I had a listener ask about uh, patrolling of City Park. Uh, this person has seen maybe some speeding uh, around, you know, within, you know, the, where they can legally drive, but maybe uh, going too fast. But uh, overall, the question was about uh, is there patrolling going on through there? Our officers do go through the park. Um, I think the bulk of the time it's at night uh, because we have had, you know, some things happen. Uh, but I'm not sure how many passes or anything like that. I also have been talking to Heather, and we are looking in the new budget um, our security officer for many, many years, Howard, retired. And so we are actually looking in this year's budget uh, of, of possibly bringing back a park ranger, if you will, that would kind of wander, you know, all the parks as Howard did and did a very good job for a, a number of years. So we are kind of looking at uh, the need to fill that position. Okay, very good. I'm, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that answers sure. Yeah. that question. Uh, getting into the council meeting, um, there were concerns about freedom and liberty. Did did we pounce on anybody's freedom uh, or I liberties? Didn't, I didn't know whose liberty I had pounced on <laughs> at the time. And I still really don't. But yeah, we we uh, yeah we that was a public comment. There you go. And see so resolutions. Uh, yeah, that was the only public comment too. Mm-hmm. I believe yeah. Uh, again, uh, and I almost dinged him on. Well, what agenda item are you speaking of, sir? What you know? Where did I infringe on somebody's liberties? But it wasn't a long comment, and you know you got to let people do so. Uh, and he comes a lot, and he does contribute, and sometimes he contributes some really good ideas. So I don't, I don't mind. But I almost dinged him of. Well, uh, well how is this related to this agenda item? But uh, it was good. All right. And we'll get to uh, the one he spoke on was property standards. It was. Or that was, was his excuse. Yeah, it was time. I think he just wanted to give us that message. There you go. I think he's still upset about the smoking issue mm-hmm. that uh, we handled a while back uh, that some of my council members voted for, some voted against, but it did pass. And, uh, you know, government at work. There you go. Let's talk about the uh, ARPA projects that um, you guys uh, approved uh, uh, by resolution, a uh, lot of contracts awarded. Yes, a lot of contracts awarded. Uh, you know, City Park, uh, and I'm going to get out of order. You're probably going to have to punch me or give me, you know, some props because uh, it's a lot of them. Well, we, you want me to start with yeah, the yeah, sewer? Yeah. yeah, sewer, of course, we constantly have issues. We have some backup issues uh, still in Acadian Acres. We have some areas that we need to reroute for some flow. We need to do some, uh, you know, just rehab work. And so part of the ARPA money is going to the sewer. We also anticipate we have a million dollars set aside that in another two months we'll get the answer if we're going to get $4 million which from the state, which will make a total of $5 million. So sewer is a big part of this, but there was, you know, that first initial sewer project where we were trying to clean up some uh, areas that we know we have problems and they've been uh, – and not like we haven't been working on, and some of these we've already spent a million dollars on, but some of these are getting a little more engineering and a little more attention because we can't stop till we fix it. So first one was sewer. Is that uh, in and around Acadian yes, Ballpark? Yes, and Acadian Acres area. Yep. Okay. Yep. Very good. And some LCDBG money in there? Um, yes, yes. We always we use all of our money that block grant, as we call it. We use all of that that really could go to a few other things. But all we have traditionally done is go to sewer 
We've been out of a consent decree since I was the pro tem. But the problem is if we don't spend at least a million dollars a year on rehab, we will end up back in a consent decree. We are not out of the woods in the fact that all those old clay pipes are very aged. All of our system is older. So we have to continue to throw money at our system, and that's kind of what that's about. Was the next item in the electric valve actuator related Same to that? thing. That yeah. is just some more things that are related, and that's at the plant itself. But we just – the new plant is not new anymore, so we have to kind of start doing some rehab there. All right. Next project was the Bank Avenue ballpark. Um, or not necessarily just the ballpark, right. but to the park itself. We'll be spending quite a lot of money in our parks between state capital outlay and ARPA. So the ARPA, remember, it's supposed to be spent in disadvantaged proportional areas. It's supposed to be spent in low-income areas. It can be spent in parks and toward tourism as two other features. We have to document all of this. As MS4, which is a state mandate that came down that controls stormwater um, and a few other things, it, the combination of all of that is how we targeted these ARPA projects to make sure the money was spent correctly. So we can do LED lighting, which means we can do ballpark lighting. We can do walking trails because they might not be hard surface totally. It might be a grass paver, and then that helps with erosion and uh, meet some of the MS4 requirements. Uh, through tourism, there are some things that we can do to upgrade some existing facilities and make them nicer for visitors. So the ARPA money... Um, We'll be spending each park on those things, which are needed, and it's a kind of a fun way to get some upgrades that you needed anyway, but to do them under that program. In addition to that, for all of these projects, Bank Park, West End Park, and City Park especially, we have capital outlay money coming that is freer to just fix infrastructure, change roofs, do additions, playground equipment, you know, things that we want to do. Uh, under the ARPA as well, through a health and wellness aspect of it, you will see that we will sneak in some uh, exercise equipment that works by your body weight, uh, some a walking trail. I can do it under the, the health and wellness because, remember, a lot of this money stems from COVID relief, and so health and wellness was a big part of it. Um, but you have to really sit down and read those you know, hundreds of pages of documents and then design some things around what you want anyway that uh, gives you a way to build it but the constraints of how to construct it sometimes have to be meant to, to meet the ARPA requirements all right hopkins street gateway uh, project yeah that's an interesting one that we proposed and all of these kind of stem from the master plan that we had prior to knowing we would ever get a dime and then we got the cares act money and then now we have the arpa money so many many of these are a direct result of the time and effort we put in of the master study of right when COVID started because we were bored because the phone wasn't ringing um, and most places were closed. So we kept going and the master study has really, really more than paid for itself. Um, but that project will, which one are we on again? Hopkins. Hopkins, yeah, the gateway. That project will denote that you are entering into a cultural district, a historic district, and so what we want to do, we'd love to do an arch over Hopkins Street like you see the old pictures. And there's a Like right around Admiral Dahl. Yeah, yeah. And you uh, probably Admiral Dahl and then one off of this end because this end uh, where it intersects with Maine, the historic district actually goes up for a couple of blocks. And so it's kind of part of saying this is a special area. This is a cultural area. I think it will lead to other grants. I think it will lead to just a designation of the history of the area and kind of – be able to tell that story 
Um, we'd love to do an arch over the street, but you can't do that. If you look at the old pictures of Main Street and St. Peter Street, they used to be with cables, welcome to New Iberia, you know, really neat stuff. Well, I tried that early on, and DOTD is not going to let that happen. But what we will do is kind of mimic that and end up with some markers on each side of the street. We'll probably do a crosswalk, and it won't be a boring crosswalk. We'll have some art involved in it. We'll do some signage, and it's just to let you know that you're entering into a cultural district and part of the historic district. Speaking of crosswalks, the ones uh, right here, is it time to find uh, a, a better way to do this? I uh, We paint them once a year, and it normally happens before the Sugarcane Festival because you end up with Sugarcane Festival, Gumbo Cook-Off. Now you end up with the Halloween Parade. You know, you enter the Christmas Parade, you enter that season. By January, February, it's worn off. Yeah. It does not last, okay? I have no way to, if we continue, the bricks are stamped in the asphalt. You paint them, and you get four months out of it, five months out of it, and then all you see is blacktop again. So, uh, yeah, I have uh, Joe, the public works director, said, okay, it's time, you know, almost time to do them again. And I said, yeah, but I wish we could think of some better product. So we are looking just to see if there's not anything out there that would hold up a little longer because uh, we're, not, we're not getting much... It's it's not that expensive doing it ourselves, but we're not getting much out of the deal. Yeah, as you know, I traverse that yes. area quite a bit. And one other thing too, they get slick they when do. it's wet. They do, and that's uh, another aspect. When it is first coated, out. it is really slick when it's wet. I agree. Yeah, I agree. So anyway, getting back uh, to uh, ARPA money, city park improvements. Then. Yeah, that's a neat one because you know if we ever put a pool back, the pool will end up going at Bank Park. But don't think of Bank Park like it is. Think of the reimagined Bank Park. We'll have an entry from Admiral Dahl mm-hmm. and pick up all that old sewer plant property, which used to be the dog pound and the sewer plant, you know, if you're old enough like me. So you'd enter from there. So eventually we know if we get to put a full-size pool in again that I really would want to do, that's where it would go. So now we have a giant hole in City Park that we need to do something with and a pool house that we had got rid of the asbestos. When we took the asbestos off, well, the structure was rotten, so all you really have is some walls. So those walls will come down in this project. We'll add a little bit of parking because there's always room for parking around the community center. And we will take the skate park that is kind of isolated on parish property closest to the Sugarcane Festival building. That I love the skate park. A lot of kids use it. There is some activity there that every once in a while that is not good. We've had a few issues. And they're kind of off on an island by themselves. So our idea, concept, is don't lose the Remember the swimming pool. It's a nice big hole. So we're going to spend money to turn that into a concrete feature of the skate park and, you know, get a slope, get a pipe in there, do some neat stuff, move the rest of the skate park over there with that. Now, we're still keeping the splash pad because we can operate the splash pad on its own pump and it won't have anything to do with the old pool that is abandoned now. So the splash pad will stay. We'll end up with a really enhanced skate park and it will be in an area that it can be supervised because it's right outside the door of the community center. Mm-hmm. I think that's where it belongs. I, I do think see the need for it and the kids use it so i don't want to take that away it was locked if you remember for years behind a locked gate and no one was using it and and there was you know it was just a waste so that pool house is coming down yes pool house will come down so you pick up a little parking a much enhanced skate park put in a location where it is monitored a little better and clean up a mess that you need to do anyway so it's kind of a fun multi i, I try to always design myself out of a problem Veterans Memorial is in a great spot where we had a lot of issues and it was pretty abandoned with an old little fountain and we had some problems there. The the visitor center that we're trying to finish up now, it was the bathroom. We had some issues there. 
Uh, and then your next one that we can caveat to is the new bathroom. Absolutely. We are building behind the Steamboat Pavilion a big bathroom to replace the one that we turned into the visitor center. Mm-hmm. That was a really cool little building. And, you know, Herman Guest was the architect. He did a really nice thing that in the design we could blow the walls out and it still stood standing. And we've made a really nice open air visitor center. If you hadn't designed it that way, we, we wouldn't be able to do that. The new restroom will be two banks, two, you know, men and women's large restrooms. They will be gated and only open for festivals and fairs and big events. In front of them will be two smaller restrooms that will be a men and a women's that will be open and closed every day so that we actually have, you know, a men and a women's bathroom downtown. But by only leaving a small one, they're not stealing my stuff. single use. Yes, they're not stealing my stuff. They're not vandalizing it. If they make a mess, it's a small mess. It's easier to clean up. They're not running through the whole bathroom because we had big issues, you know, when the big set of bathrooms were open. Uh, And the fun thing is, on top of the bathrooms will be the stage, which will connect to the Steamboat Pavilion. Now you don't have to set a stage up anymore for every event. It'll be a permanent stage with a little roof on it. Um, I think the combined layout is really going to be neat and and serve a lot of purpose. So that's one of the larger ARPA projects. But, again, we could do that because it fell into tourism. It fell into health and wellness. It fell under events that would be held outside. So it, it let us do it. Very good. And, you know, timelines on any of these projects? Well, we pulled the trigger on the architecture at uh, this past meeting. So I've... Seemed to be some debate about uh, one of the stipulations in the contract that seemed uh, like it dragged on a little bit. It did, it did. There's there's one area that says, but you have to hold the... I've been part of an architectural firm for over 30 years, and no one ever paid me extra money at the six-month mark. And I'm pretty easy to get along with. But, uh, you know, I love my daddy. But if he could have got some money and, and some of our partners, some of our architects that were partners over years, if there was a way to get some extra money at the six-month mark, they'd have done it. Okay? I'm just telling you. I probably would have said, ah, cool, but they, they would have done it. So it, it, it was a stipulation in the contract, but certain things have to happen to let that kick in. Okay? It's not going to kick in. But one of my council people had a question because she reviews all the contracts, and I'm glad she does. But it also had another part in another area of the contract that kind of said you're not going to get that. You know, so many things would have to happen to make it happen. And, and in all my years of the mayor, of the mayor pro tem, and the private business that I've been involved in for a very long time, that's never happened. But it is in there. But there are a lot of things in the AIA standard contract that you go through. They are a whole lot of things that if you read every line and took every line to heart, you, no one would sign it. No one would use it. No one would sign it. Now, I'm sorry, but that is the standard contract used across the industry. Um, and that's why we use it, because it also comes with a billing form. You have progress payments. It tracks your payments. It tracks your retain. It's the whole system. But it's a national thing, so it, it is pretty intimidating. If you sit there, like you said, and read every line, you'd be like, why would anybody sign this contract? But it is the standard one that works on. Uh, it's also we're using a local firm. We're using people that are in grained into our community that are getting more than one project uh that i am able to schedule and say this is the path we're taking because now you have a lot of projects so this is the order we we want to accomplish them in and they're not sending me you know the track records there they're not sending me extra bills but it was a good a good question and so it just took a little while to answer that then jeff had to read it at the meeting and chime in and then council people started and it's what makes our meetings kind of cool 
because it is a talk show. I mean, you know, we, we have it set up where we have rules, and we don't allow a, a lot of things that aren't on the agenda, and we stick to it. But at the same time, each agenda item that comes, you can never say that the city of New Iberia doesn't give that item its due. Because almost everything becomes a roundtable discussion. But if you notice, I egg it on. If you notice, sometimes I'm like, you, you sure you don't have anything? You don't have any? You know, I'm looking at each person, eye contact. Hey, you want to say something? Because I think it's important for people to see government at work. So questions never bother me. But I will say that sometimes, you know, you're like, okay, you know, I'd like to go. Or I'm hopped up. I'm always ready to go to the next item because I'm like, let's knock another home run. Let's do something else. And I'm always, like, ready to move. But at the same time. I, I welcome all that because there are some times that some council people do bring out things and I'm like, ooh, you know, we, we have to address. So it, it was a discussion, but uh, it, it doesn't amount to on this item. I think we're fine, but uh, we did have a good little discussion about it. There you go. West End Park and uh, I guess the new building you bought as well. Uh, yes. The old park elementary. Yes, that's coming too, and we use an ARPA money for that. And uh Jeff Simon has about finished the title work so that we can close on the school. And then, again, as we've talked about it before, parts of it will be storage. Parts of it will be for the NIPD training. Parts of it will be for the park. We're going to find a way to construct a little computer lab. We're going to have a couple of rooms there that kind of like the Senior Citizen Center, which is we call it the old fire station now because that's what it was, kind of like the old fire station is used at City Park. We'll end up with a couple of classrooms that can be utilized there for some senior citizens' activities that we really haven't had before at West End Park. So I'm excited about that. And then we have some additions to a walking trail. We have some lighting. We have, again, some outdoor exercise equipment, you know, all the things that ARPA could pay for. And then we just gave notice to proceed. And some of the materials are already in to where the roofs are starting. So finally, after a year of waiting, because sometimes that's the game that's played with the state, finally we're beginning the roof to roof the West End Gym and roof sear gates. And then once those roofs are done, this year's capital outlay, and I think maybe my timing's going to work, we'll get those funds, the roofs will be done, then we can go in and address some uh, cosmetic issues, some finishes, some plumbing fixtures, hopefully some lighting at both of the gyms. But you don't want to make those improvements until you got a, a new roof, I mean, until your roof is solid yeah. and sound. So glad to see that. So, again, all of these parks, what we're doing is really partnering, you know, different pots of money to make as many improvements as we can. Gotcha. And after that one, uh, last one, uh, as far as these, well, no, you, uh, did you lump those two items I kinda together? I kind of did. I think I lumped them. Yeah, there you go. Property standards, uh, just had a few properties uh, up for discussion, and uh, it seems as though that property on West St. Peter at Kareen um, yes. is is an ongoing issue, but maybe a resolution coming. Yeah, that one's maybe. Gonna, yeah that, <laughs> I think we're getting to the end of that one, and that one will come down. And then we had another one we had to revisit. And, look, it's a lot of steps. There are times that you have seen us have to back up and revisit or re-advertise because we're going to make – we get sued by some of these property owners who, you know, uh, I don't know why, but just feel that they don't ever have to take care of their properties. Uh, And that's fine. But we win these lawsuits and prevail at them because we will back up anytime we think we have to because, you know, we don't want to infringe on somebody's liberties. We will back up on these projects and say, okay, well, let's advertise them again or let's give public notice again. And so there are a few of them that, you know, sometimes you see a house four times. 
But the reason for that is there was either, uh, you know, the perception of someone didn't get it or whatever or a rule that we just want to make sure. In an instance that we know we're going to have problems, we'll say, okay, we're running through twice. Then no one can say it wasn't properly advertised. Um, and that's what I think that uh, our public speaker at the beginning was talking about was, was demos, I think. Uh, and and I don't know how many times, uh, going back to when you were mayor pro tem, how you made it clear that's the last thing you want to do. It is. It is. I can't say that. No one wants to represent, represent an empty lot. Say that till I'm blue in the face. And the other thing is that's the most drastic thing that government can do is say, I'm, you know, you didn't take care of it, so I'm tearing down your property. But it's what it does to the neighbors. It is those civil liberties and freedom of the neighbors that you're protecting. So government works. Government works because if you live next to that, you know, you are infringed on. Your property values are decreased. You've got to live with this nuisance next to you. It not only is it unsightly, but it's not safe. Those are, you know, the reasons why government acts. Those are the liberties that government is protecting. But, again, you remember our public comment phase, there's no back and forth. And probably the biggest thing I had to learn is to bite my tongue and not want to because you immediately want to say, oh, really? Yeah, but let me tell you why we're really doing that. But but it's not the time to do that. Uh, but so those liberties we're protecting are the property owners who live and are infringed on, you know, by someone not being a good steward of what they own. Yeah, you know, it's when when you decide to live in a community, there are certain community standards that yeah. you are expected to conform to. Yes, sir. You know, even if it's just minimum. Yeah. Oh, you know, uh, if you want to uh, go live out in the basin, uh, go ahead and, and yeah, do Yeah, it. go buy 10 <laughs> acres and put something in the middle of it that, you, that nobody ever sees, you know. You're right. But, you are 100% right. Anyway, my thoughts. Yeah, mine C- too. Council uh, remarks, anything uh, outstanding? No, no, not really. But we got into a debate in council remarks, and I don't remember about what. And I got so bumfogged. I was like, wait, we need a motion? We voting on something? And everybody started laughing, but we, we it was like we were on a hot item. And, I, you know, for the life of me, I can't remember what it was. Uh, but I love our comment time. I invented that because when I was a pro tem, I felt like, man, the meeting's over and I had something to say. I didn't get to say it. So, and it is called a council meeting. So I invented that when I was a pro tem and said, you know, why don't you give, go around the table and give each councilman a, a second, a blurb, take how long they want to say whatever they want. Maybe about something they didn't agree with, maybe about an upcoming event, you know, maybe, you know, whatever. So, we tried it, and it's stuck, and, and there's been times people don't like it. There's been times, for, for whatever reason, someone said, you know, uh, won't you kill that, you know. But I was like, no, it's one of the best parts of the meeting. So people just get to spend that little bit of time and talk about whatever they want to talk about. And so those are fun, and they go in a lot of directions, and I find both councils, you know, my last council and this council have taken full advantage of that. But like I said, I remember we ended up in some debate about something during council remarks, but uh, it's also hard to turn off. The way that we have our group dynamics working, that everybody's free to talk and free to feel part of the team, because of course they are, it's like, it, it goes till the last minute, but uh, nothing that stands out. There you go. Anything else uh, you want to bring about? Uh, no, I think we're good. we just uh, really busy, got a lot of projects, a lot of things going. I am thrilled with the council. We work as a team. Uh, I have a new clerk coming in, and uh, she's attended the last couple of meetings, and then my existing clerk, uh, Aaron Romero, will host. host. <laughs> She'll uh, be involved in one more meeting, and then uh, my new clerk will step in. And uh, we've also brought on two new assistants in the one of them starts monday and one starts a week from monday 
And so we are shuffling some people around as well and kind of staffing up because all these things we talk about, it's one thing for me to go on about them or invent them and work with the council or pull them out of the master study that, you know, we did. The real work is behind the scenes. And what's happening is when you let six contracts in a night or when you tear down 20 houses in three meetings, okay, you have made a pile of work for people behind the scenes. And because our pace is doing nothing but picking up, which I'm thrilled with, government moves too slow for me, it is causing us to staff up and to get some people in place to help because it, it's the pile I leave. I'm very cognizant of the pile of work and the pile of things to deal with I leave behind me. Don't plan on stopping. That's what my job is. That's how you move a, a city forward. Um, but we are staffing up, so there are new people and new procedures being put in place almost constantly because we're doing new stuff. Um, it's what keeps my job fun, and it's what's giving us a shot. I mean, we've got to fix this place. I love my town, but it, it's, you know, we, it needs some help. And it needed some help when I got here, and it still needs some help now. So uh, we are staffing up and making those things happen. But uh, the behind-the-scene work is, is definitely interesting. No doubt. Any Apart from a lot of the things we talked yeah, about sure. were economic development, but any other, uh, I guess, private economic I development? I see that things uh, on? Mr. Fabacher, who bought the Winn-Dixie building, uh, shopping center, uh, Baskin-Robbins, that's kind of two of our you know, long-standing Baskin Robbins has been there a very long time. Uh, he's man, he's improving. He's planting trees. He's cleaning up. He's painting. He's adding some architectural features. So he put some brick columns up. He is really moving on that project and feels. Does, does he have tenants yet? He feels comfortable they're coming, and he's working on it. But I know that he owns shopping centers in other parts of Acadiana, and he's filled them up. So I'm encouraged by that. I really think that the right person bought it and had the wherewithal and when you come in to buy something i mean i still play with a lot of buildings myself and it's you know the the hard press time is i buy it and you start working on it when you don't know who's coming you don't know who you're going to rent it to you don't know you know what's going to happen uh it's very nice to see an investor come in with the wherewithal to say i'm hitting the bricks running i'm not waiting yeah and so that i'm excited about uh, crust pizza broke ground there's two rental spaces along on each side with crust pizza i'm very interested to see What's coming uh, next to them? Excited to see them come. I shop at the Aldi's about, I pop in there pretty often. They got a lot of stuff I like. And uh, that seems to be being accepted and doing well. Uh, I'll eat my salad from, it's my day to eat my salad from Firehouse Sub for lunch. <laughs> uh, you know, so I really run around. You got to spread the way. Oh, yeah, I kind of run around and say, okay, I just hope that my citizens understand that we need to support these businesses they bring jobs they bring taxes and they bring quality of life and the fact that you didn't have to go out of town to go find something different be it food be it whatever and so i'm hoping that people kind of have the attitude i do that you know you got to spread it around spread the wealth around support these new businesses because the people that are working there are local people um the good thing is people are coming from around new iberia and we're becoming that little hub that i dream we would of people shortstop and Lafayette. If you come from Franklin or Generette or Abbeville, it's a lot quicker to come here than it is to go to Lafayette. Um, so we are seeing the fruits of that, but let's hope that continues. Um, but I'm encouraged that private, I know of two buildings downtown that they haven't closed on them yet, but I know of two buildings that people are buying, you know, here in the downtown and making an investment. So we, we got some stuff coming. It's, uh, you know, we're not, we're not dead by a long shot, but it is something you have to nurture. And uh, believe me, that's my job, and I will continue to do that. Appreciate it, as always. Oh, thank you. I understand we're going to miss you in a couple of weeks. 
Yes, yes. I, I'll probably have to just move it a day or two. I'll, I'll let you. I'll get Sandra or Hillary to get with you because uh, I still want to come. But yeah, I'll be out of town for something. Fair enough. Okay. Appreciate you coming by as always. Thank you. Thank you. Once again, New Iberia Mayor Freddie DeCourt usually joins us on the Thursdays following city council meetings.